Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good morning, folks. This is Dave Thompson. I am the Director of Education here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, and you are listening to, well, as you already heard in the intro, another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace. Now, I won't say it's the last, but it's getting close to the last for the year. Sean DeVore, are you with me so that I'm not talking to myself? Yes, I'm with you this morning, Dave. How are you? Doing much better. Hey, you know what? Here, I got to tell you, uh, folks, uh, I just got through. If you've been listening to the podcast, a uh, little personal note here. Um, I just finished today with my last cardio rehab session and uh, have been released from that. And they say, go out and do what you're supposed to do. So another milestone. Congratulations, Dave. That's a big move. You know what, I, I didn't, uh, Sean, I really didn't know how bad I felt until I went through all of this. So, you know, the year 2020 has been, I mean, a roller coaster for me. How about for you? Uh, other than, I guess it's been cool. I mean, I've gotten a, got a new grandson and uh, that kind of thing. I've had a lot of positives this year, actually, so I can't... Um, you know, I've had some family members deal with some stuff. My father dealt with a heart attack, uh, similar to what you've been going through. And my, my brother-in-law has overcame some cancer, but um, in the family that is. But as far as me personally, my wife, Vicki, and I, we've had a great year and, and just been very, we're very fortunate, very thankful that we've had what we've had. So, um, There's nothing wrong with, with saying, hey, it, it's good. I mean, um you know, I think people want to be apologetic that COVID has helped their business, and I have no apologies. I'm in the right business at the right time right now. Yeah, on your side of the business, uh, it's, you know, I had a person that I uh, worked with in the past when I was in Chicago, and uh, he was in the stock market. He worked, he owned a seat at the Board of Trade in Chicago. And he always said, remember, Sean, when someone uh, loses, somebody else always wins. So uh, there's a, a unique opportunity for some people in this current situation that we're in. When other people are suffering, uh, somebody else is winning. So and it's not bad to be that you're being blessed at this time. It's not you shouldn't feel guilty for that. No, and, and I don't. I think some people do, and I have I have no guilty feelings because we've been talking about healthy cleaning and safe cleaning for decades, and, and people didn't have time to listen. Um, it is unfortunate that it took something like this to get people to slow down and listen, but they have listened this year, folks. Um, so if you're listening to this, I was just looking – 
uh, on our podcast channel about how many downloads and stuff like that. I think that, um, and I don't have it pulled up right now, but I think there was like something like 94, uh, 91 episodes that we've done and uh, almost 5,000 downloads. Um, you know, I, I thank you. I thank you for doing that, folks, and listening to our podcast. Um, that means that we've been doing something right this year because people wouldn't download it that much if there wasn't a good something material there, Sean. Yeah, someone's finding interest in it. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, is you and I had this this idea to get together to do this, and uh, I think some people kind of looked at us kind of funny. How has the podcast and, and, and things been for you this year? It took a little bit for <clears throat> some of my clients to understand that I was doing a podcast, and then they asked, why are you doing it, and what's it about? And I, I and actually my company too, I you know, my company's, they look at me as like one of the people that's out there on the edge because I'm doing a podcast and I have a LinkedIn page and I have a, an Instagram page and it's for work, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm just, I read a lot of books and most everybody says that you work with or that you read from these sales guru guys. You have to engage the way that people are being engaged in the current market. So, you know, back in the day, it was giving continuing education courses. I was back in 1997, I got certified as a registered uh, instructor for uh, the Association of Interior Architects. And as a, as an associated art, uh, a certified um, instructor for them, I was able to go to architectural firms and, and give a continuing education course that allowed those people in there to get an hour to further their license. And that was important to me at the time because it got me into offices where I couldn't normally get an appointment. They needed their hours. So they would bring me in for that. And now it's important to be, have a LinkedIn page, have an Instagram page and, and you have to evolve with the market. So that's, this podcast is one of those things that's allowed me to do that is to evolve with the market. And it, it, it may not, it hasn't had, as far as I know, it hasn't had a direct impact on my business as of yet, but some things like this uh, take time to, to get traction. And you know, I think, I think, I think what you're saying, at. you know, Sean, what you're saying there is exactly, I talked with uh, another gentleman over in British Columbia and he's doing LinkedIn live. He says it'll probably take a couple of years before it actually starts making a difference. But, you know, when did the first website come out and how long did it take the first websites to actually start doing business? And now, if you don't have a website, you're not in business. Yeah, you know, if you don't have some kind of because that's the first thing I do is, is and I'm not special. If I'm going somewhere, or if I'm going to shop somewhere or look at something in particular to buy a vehicle or buy a tractor implement or something like that. I check the internet first because I want to know what the prices are on the internet that I could have it shipped directly to my house. And I also want to research the manufacturer and, and what the comments are on it and that kind of thing. And, and that's changed the whole state of the way everybody does business. And if you don't have a marketable uh, website that you can 
market your product with and have great contacts and how to reach people and how to do different things, you're going to be one step behind the competition that does have it. So you and I are a, a step ahead of the competition because we're talking on the, on, on the airwaves every, every month then? I think in the flooring business, yes. I think uh, flooring slash maintenance business, the maintenance side of the business, because, I, I mean, that's one of the main things that I encourage me to want to be a part of this with you is, is the maintenance side of it. That gets no, little or no discussion. So what you said in your, your opening statement there about people are doing it now is important. I think we need to take advantage of it and run with it. Well, and this is true, Sean. Um, the downloads that we have gotten this year – probably, and I'm going to be very honest about it, wouldn't have been as much if it hadn't have been for people being able to take the time and curious and wanting to listen. And that's why we do the podcast. You know, when I came to you to, to begin with, did you really think you'd make it through a year? No, because I had no idea that I had no idea of what idea I would talk about, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It does. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it, they say the first question you get in engineering school is, or the first statement they tell you is, you don't know what you don't know. So I, I headed down the path on a podcast thinking that we'd do a couple of them and I'd burn out because I'd run out of things to talk about. And here we are. Uh, we've got our first year under our belt. Um, how has, for, if, for the flooring business, from your side of it, how has 2020 been? Um, I mean, I know we did. We came into the year not knowing what was ahead, but uh, let's tell everybody how it's been for you. Me personally, my business is definitely off year over year. Um, I'm down probably about 10 or 15% from last year. I was very fortunate in 2019 to have a remarkable sales year where I blew out all goals the company gave me by extreme margins. So my budget that the company gave me, of course, increased um, <laughs> over 2019. But that being said, I, I, you know, I'm still off. And that, that off came from corporate. I don't do a lot of corporate business, so that's probably why I'm not as off as, as a lot of guys and, and, and ladies in our company. But uh, corporate business – fell to zero and you know around may of this year mm -hmm. and then uh school work and university work the housing side of university fell off i do a ton of work with the housing at uh, dormitories and stuff like that secondary education that went to zero around june uh it just was nothing because the kids didn't come back to school they weren't they weren't coming back to school in august to, to get in the dorm so we just did nothing and uh, that's where my business fell off was those two areas, corporate and, and, and edu secondary education in the housing side. As far as healthcare, we've kind of, we had a stagnant market in healthcare for the middle part of the year. Or I did personally next year, the healthcare market, uh, is going to be just out of the park. If you're not calling on healthcare right now as a salesperson in any type of business, if you do any kind of healthcare business, um, you're a fool for not doing it because it, it, the I, in response to the lag lag in business that they did this year, as 
So because those businesses continued to work. I mean, the hospital is open every day. Oh, God. Uh, the clinics are open, you know, and they're still working and still need flooring. Whereas, and now they've got increased opportunity, even though it's negative opportunity, they have an increased, increased opportunity for new patients from COVID or uh, a possible virus outbreak, a pandemic that could get worse. Then now they're building more properties, new hospitals, adding on new MOBs, new clinics, new everything is coming next year. So uh, healthcare is where it's at for next year. You know, I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, Sean, because one of the things I tell people in, in a couple of our different classes uh, to those people who are getting in this industry, the janitorial or the cleaning business, however you want to phrase it, is um, between now and 2026, they feel that it's the sixth fastest growing job market to be in. All others in front of us is in some kind of a healthcare-related field. So outside of healthcare, we're the next one. And I think that's very interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, what we're seeing is these hospitals uh, you're hearing are overrun. We've got, we, we've actually got hospitals in the parking lot now. I think you mentioned even something about that this summer. Uh, how is that looking? You know, those temporary floors type type thing. We, I didn't end up, we had one projected for Baptist Hospital in Jacksonville that didn't happen. Uh, I didn't do any temporary floors. It looked like that was going to be the thing that happened, but COVID never really um, exploded the way that we were trying to prepare for and we feared. So I don't think it ever, the hospitals were able to handle the capacity within the emergency rooms and, and the, the existing healthcare facilities they had when they designated because the designated floors, because the hospitals that I call on, they all designated floors for COVID and the ones that I call on never really exceeded the allowed uh, beds that they had for COVID. So um, I think the country responded in such a way that we didn't have to do a lot of those temporary hospitals. So I didn't experience any of that. So I, I think we've talked about it through the throughout the year, Sean, um, carpet tiles versus um, luxury vinyl. How is that looking here now as we're at the end of the year? Um, the LVT side of the business with uh, luxury vinyl tile, luxury vinyl plank is continuing to grow in every aspect of it. Um, I'm getting questions now about, does the micro bevel hold fungi or does it hold nasties? Um, what type of adhesive are you using to prevent moisture, topical moisture from going through the cracks and getting into the below the product? So I'm getting more sophisticated questions and sophisticated um, interest in the product, but the carpet tile soft surface side of the business is decreasing every day. So what that's, made you do as a, a consultant to these folks is you've had to up your game in the, well, the scientific side of, of what we do. Yeah. I need to pay attention to those things. I've always been a technical rep. I've always kind of attacked the business that way. Cause I was, I found success being 
the rep that designers and architects and end user would call to ask me, hey, Sean, I've got this subfloor problem. What do I do to put floor down on it? And I'd get those questions before they actually ordered the floor. So I was in on the game early uh, ahead of my competition. And that was my, that's what I found to, I, where I found success. So this is no different than that. And I've just had to, I've learned from you and people like you. And I've got a, a great guy within our company organization. His name is Jim Toth, T-O-T-H. And he's within Mannington. And he is a wealth of knowledge on maintenance and how to take care of things and how to correct problems. And because on our side of the business, when Jim gets called or I get called about a maintenance or about a floor being dirty, it's because they didn't do maintenance correctly to start with. And they've caused their own problem. And now I'm being called in because I'm the <laughs> manufacturer and they never, so to speak, wash the car. And now the paint's peeling and they can't figure out why the paint's peeling because they just left the car outside for 10 years and never washed it. I, I think that's, uh, that's interesting you say that because I think one of our earlier podcasts this year was what are, what are we going to find at the end of the year when people overuse disinfectants on all these floors? So I guess I asked that question. I haven't seen that uh, yet um, as far as, that goes, I have seen some, not any damage. I've seen some residue issues where I've had uh, LVT or sheet vinyl floor down and they are getting traffic signs of soiling. And it turns out that it's a chemical they're using that disinfects. So you mop it on and leave it. And they keep mopping it on and leaving it, keep mopping it on and leaving it. And before you know, you got six coats of something you left behind and it's tracking soil. Well, and I think this is where we've getting, you know, in our infection prevention class, which I want to thank all of our listeners and those people have attended. Uh, I, I, I don't know the exact number, but it's well over a thousand students have went through the infection prevention class. And this is one of the things that we continue to tell them is, okay, use disinfectants, but rinse. Um, you know, you, you can't just keep leaving that there. And of course, you know, what we're talking about uh, in our luxury vinyl class is use cylindrical technology to, you know, remove your previous films and, and scrub that loose, which is what you're saying. You know, wash the floor, right. keep washing it and keep getting it clean before you use your disinfectant so you don't have that buildup. So we haven't seen the deterioration of the surface but we've seen accumulation because of the disinfectants. Correct. That's what I've seen is, is accumulation. And, and I always preface when I go in to meet with an end user is, or when I first meet with them is there's not only flooring salespeople, there's also chemical salespeople and we don't talk. So I don't talk to the chemical guy and the chemical talk guy doesn't talk to me. So how does he know how to clean my floor if he doesn't talk to me and he's selling the next new widget of cleaning chemical or antimicrobial stuff because he is reacting to the market because there is a need for antibacterial cleaners on the market to clean floor and keep people safe. Um, so he's selling something that is put, he's saying it's universal to put on every floor and leaving residue Then I'm left to deal with it. 
Well, and that residue that we're talking about, folks, is is not just the chemical residue we're talking about. That residue holds all of the pathogenic bacteria and soil that actually is the breeding ground and food for the microbes. So this is that whole issue. What's 21 going to look like when in this whole genre of conversation, Sean? I you know, I hope a certain, per, you know, certain half of it goes with a positive. I was listening to uh, a podcast from Joe Rogan and Matthew McConaughey, and, and, you know, Matthew's one of my guys that I respect a lot and the way he's led his life. And, and I just finished his book. And, and the, it, the thing is, is um, I th- like he said, I think that I hope that we keep some of the things that are good about COVID alive. So in other words, the cleanliness, the, the, the in, enhanced care for your neighbor, the enhanced care for the other people in, in life and, and have good more that creates good moral character um, out of this. So what I mean by that in my world is that I think it's good that the restaurants are cleaner. I think it's good that when I go in a restroom at a, at a restaurant or a healthcare facility that it smells clean and doesn't smell like urine. I mean, those things have changed. And I think if that, if we can hold on to that in 2021 and move forward, I think that would be a, a great positive um, that we maintain some of that. Cause it, I'm not asking restaurant workers to do this, but you know, it, it doesn't hurt my feelings that the guy cooking your food in the back that you don't know who he is, is wearing a mask, you know, um, or is taking extra precautions to, to keep from transferring something to the food. I mean, those things don't bother me. Is that the end all to be all is the mask, the answer, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think that anybody should be required to wear a mask. I don't think that's the, the issue. I think the cleaning and the sanitary and the caring about your other human that's out in the restaurant eating and keeping the area clean and maintained will reduce the, uh, the option for passing on different things that we all carry around with us. Well, and as we've talked on this podcast, folks, with many different speakers this year, the perception of clean is always different by different people. And so uh, one of the things that we did here with Sean is we developed a luxury vinyl class. It's available on our online program. Uh, We also are teaching it live here in Orlando and Tampa. Uh, We've done uh, one class. We've got another one coming up here soon. And the agenda for 21 is already out. And Sean, I want to thank you very much for helping put that together and some of your technical advice. And you're going to get to hopefully be in for some live classes next year. I'm looking forward to that. I always like trying to, uh, or I always help passing on knowledge. That's the one thing that all of us do when when we do leave this earth is we take our knowledge with us. So if we haven't passed it on to someone else or written it down or talked about it, we've done everyone around us a disservice because each one of us, as blind as we are walking around on this earth, not knowing what we, um, not knowing what we don't know, and then learning as we go, we can pass it on to those behind us. So uh, I enjoy that. And I don't want to be too deep on that, but I do enjoy doing that. So speaking of that, um, 
How have you, I know that, that uh, we've talked about this on podcast a few times, uh, kind of give me a rundown. How has uh, you and technology remote, because we're going to be doing it next year, at least I think so. Right. So remote technology for me is, um, we have a, a company we use at Mannington called Video Yard, which is, um, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but basically it's how to embed a video into an email. So it's people that I haven't seen in a while. I'll sit in my office here and I'll record a video personal to that person and send and embed it in an email and it transfers very easily. And I can talk to that person and tell them hello and wish them a happy birthday or whatever I'm doing. Um, that's one way that it's ha- helped. Uh, I haven't done that many Zoom calls or uh, we've done team meetings uh, with Microsoft Teams. Uh, that's been helpful as far as the group, uh, Mannington, or the Southeast region, how we meet in a team meeting. You can see everybody that's a part of it and, and share that. I have not done that much with the customers, um, to be honest with you. I have not done the Zoom or the team meetings with the customers. Most of my customers have been uh, completely reliant on me to to respond to them on email or text or phone and send the samples that they need to have. And here in North Florida with our uh, current governor, Governor DeSantos, you know, he, he's allowed the, the state of Florida to kind of proceed. So um, we're taking caution and, and uh, you know, wearing masks, we're applicable social distancing. So, and still meeting with clients. So I go to, my different parts. I was on the road all week last week. I was in Savannah and Statesboro and South Georgia, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, Tallahassee on Friday, Jacksonville on Tuesday. So I'm still moving around. I'm just taking precaution to care for the other people that I meet with. And, and when I go into their space and, and we just pay attention to those things and be conscious of other people. Well, I think that goes to what you're saying, Sean, in 21, we hope that, we can still carry over some of these things you know will we do all of them to the same level we don't know we're not there yet we don't know what the second round of COVID is going to do i mean in some states right. you're you're in trouble and some others you're not i agree with you i like the way our governor has said conduct business folks um just do it the way you know to do it you're you're grown adults you're you know you know what to do we've talked to you all year long we don't have to keep going over it. And if you don't, then, okay, you're going to have to pay the price. Yeah, personal responsibility. I mean, that's what it boils down to is personal responsibility. And, and you know, so, of, go ahead. So I, I think the thing is, is that uh, as we look into this next year, folks, are we going to be dealing with the same issues? You know, at the first of uh, the this uh, outbreak, um, when everybody said it started in February and March, that's when we started seeing the numbers. Uh, actually, this time last year is when it actually was recognized. Um, we didn't know where we would be. I think now we've got a right. good grip on what we need to do is what we're both saying, right? Right. I think, yeah, I think we have a direction to go to, so... We just need to continue with that. 
you know, so I'm going to ask the question here, and you can you can beg off if you'd like to, but I think the question that seems to be going around now as far as all of this COVID thing is, would you take the vaccine when it comes to you? Which probably for you and I won't be till maybe fall next year, but. I, I think I, I fall in the camp of, um, I don't take the flu vaccine right now, and um I probably fall in the camp of not taking it. I okay. most definitely for the people that, you know, have comorbidities and um, frontline people, I think, I don't, I don't think there are going to be any requirements, but I think that's from me being an independent, but I, I don't re- think that there should be any requirements for taking the, the vaccine. I, I, I'm concerned about the children. There's no, been no real testing on children. There's been no real testing on this stuff. They've rushed it out. So most vaccines take seven to 10 to 15 years before they actually start, you know, administering them. And I don't know, I got, you know, a strong, strong thoughts on that. I probably would not take a vaccine at this moment. At this well, point. you know, and, and, and I apologize for asking the question. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, that's fine. John. No, that's fine. But I think this is this is the thing that we're next is our next uh, challenge, if you will, because as you said, right. your belief is we don't uh, shouldn't be mandated to do that. Some people are saying that, so I think this is going to be an interesting twist to the whole scenario next year. Business wise, how are you forecasting twenty one? Uh, my twenty one is. Um uh, heavily weighted towards healthcare. And I, I think that we're going to see that we're going to see a strong impulse on health healthcare business as far as square footage, remodeling, every aspect of healthcare. So I, that's where I'm going to put a lot of my time. I know that the housing industry, the, the secondary education uh, dorm projects are going to be quiet. I've already talked to all my people that manage those things at the major universities, and they're not going to do anything in 2021. The budget is zero, literally zero. They're not going to do anything. Um, and then I think the the corporate market, because of what things we've been talking about, is um, – that um, we've got people that know how to work from home now mm-hmm. and they know how to uh, do things differently that some of these large office spaces uh, are not going to, not going to have people in them anymore. I've got my son-in-law <laughs> for a matter of fact, works for a company in Atlanta that had um, a, I think it was something around 20,000 square feet of a, a space and none of them have been in the office since like um, probably February of this year. They've not been and they don't, they've, they've canceled their lease. They don't intend on going back. It's definitely, it's an IT company, but they have guys that, you know, he has a, a, one of his people work from works from India and, uh, and he works, uh, remotely from where where they live, so it, it's it's a whole new thing that that's happening. So corporate business is going to be way off for next year. 
that that that's totally going to you're going to see developers go under you're going to see uh, these larger buildings these lease spaces that's been leased for years you're going to see them go away i i just don't know what happens to those spaces i mean what are they going to be used for now Folks, we've been talking for about 30 minutes with Sean DeVore. He is one of the representatives for Mannington Commercial. He's also the co-author of our new um, floor care class for luxury vinyl floors. We're sponsored and powered by Gym Supply in Central Florida, where they've been improving lives with cleaning supplies uh, for well over 80 years. We're very happy to be associated with them. Folks, um, there's 92 podcasts with this one. We suggest that you go back and listen to them. Sean's been with us all year, about every month. I think we might have missed a month, but hey, who's counting, huh, Sean? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I think you're, you're right in the fact that business is going to change next year. Facilities that were full people aren't going to go back to. I think you brought up a good point. Um, I know that even in our, our organization, there are people that have been working remotely, found that it works very well. Um, we've talked about it, and they probably will come into the office one day of the week instead of five days. But on the other hand, since there was nobody in there, all of our offices got remodeled in the last two months, and there was new luxury vinyl tile put down in almost every office where there was yep. carpet. Right. So that's where you're going to pick up some of these places that now, well, they can, you know, it's not that the office won't be used. It'll be used, but not as much. And we were able to put more people in because they're there at different times. So where there was one person in the office in, in the room, now there's three desks in there. But none of those desks are used at the same time. Hmm, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that, but that's a great way to kind of handle the situation. Yeah, so Joe it's works, making – Joe it, works on Monday and Tuesday, and Jenny yeah. works on, you know, Wednesday and Thursday. There you go. So I think you're going to see a lot of this. I think you're going to see a lot of repurposing of facilities – uh, but I believe you're right in the fact that new construction at some point may suffer and the remodeling people, I think, are going to pick up. Yeah, we, I've, I've uh, well, the, our, our residential side has already seen that. Mannington's residential business has had an uptick for the last probably four months because people are at home. They're at home with their kids and <laughs> they're working remotely and they're like, you know, I could – do that bathroom while I'm here, or I could, we could redo that kitchen because I'm here to watch the contractors. And that's what's been happening. Well, I think that goes to the other thing that you said earlier, Sean, in this, in this episode today is there's some things that are going to come out of all of this are going to be better. And the sense of family has went out the roof. On the other hand, for some folks, it's a mental struggle. Um, so you got both sides of that, but I agree. I think that uh, people are paying attention to their home, their home life a lot more than they were. Yeah, my son-in-law said that last night. He's like, I'm never going back to the office. I'm never going back to a job like that. Because he was, 
you know, before when he worked in that office in Atlanta, he was going, he was riding the train to commuting, you know, two hours, two and a half hours a day between his walk to the train station, his ride on the on MARTA to get to, to his office and then to turn around and do it on the way home. And then he was at work all day for eight hours. So he's gone for 11 hours. He's got a new son that he wants to be a part of his life. Uh-huh. And he, he's been working from home now completely. And my daughter and him share the responsibility when she, she has her own uh, business online where she's an editor and she edits uh, books and publications online. And so when she's got a podcast or she's got a meeting, uh, he covers Elliot. And then when she's got, he's got something she covers Elliot. So they team up together and they're both, but they're both right there at home. And it's just, a, you know, and, and I'm using them as an example, but I think that's representative across the country. You know, as you were talking about that, I have to be reminded of one of the sales uh, consultants on the street that came in uh, just as you and I were getting the luxury vinyl uh, class put together and he said uh, he's got a series of um, condominium projects that are seeing a lot of movement. People are moving from one to another, or they've been in one place and they're moving in. So they're seeing a lot of, uh, of change. And uh, he came to me and he says, uh, I've got a real difficult one. They've got this apartment condo that, uh, the people moved out, and when they moved out, they slid the bed all the way down the hall. <laughs> and the new people he's got rent, the, the condo rented to, and the guy is. So, you know, this is that category that's not the commercial, uh, like a commercial healthcare or a retail facility, right? but it's not a homeowner type facility. Um I'm seeing more people coming to our classes talking about these kind of things. Do you think that that's, uh, do you see that on your side or, or how's that? Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I think some people have reduced the size that they've sold their homes or they've lost their homes and they went to these smaller places to live. Uh, these places, these multifamily uh, developments are, just what they are. They're a development. They've a developer, a real estate uh, guy who's decided that he or she wants to develop real estate and builds these places. They build them as inexpensively as they can. So most of the time, those LVPs or LVTs and those facilities are like eight mil and they're residential grade or even less than what we used to call in the carpet business, FHA grade. That's, that's what the LVT is now is it's FHA. Grade. So yeah, HUD grade. So what they do is that's the bare minimum standard of, of flooring that's allowed that won't burn or, or kill you. And they put that into those facilities and the developer sells that to a property owner and moves on to the next project to develop. And then, the tenant, the first tenant slides a bed down the hallway and scratches it, and it can't be repaired because it's FHA HUD flooring. Well, and that was the challenge. So, you know, um, based on what you and I had put in the class material, I gave, gave him that information. Mm-hmm. He went out and and 
did the best repair job that he could, but you're correct. And so this is part of that class that we are now teaching folks is the differences between 8, 10, 20, 40 mil. Uh, and it's not the thickness of the product, but it's the protective layers that are on there. You know, it was interesting. I went to a store because we're putting the stuff down over at uh, our Tampa store. Thanks, by the way, for getting that to us. No and, problem. And, you know, we were looking at uh, some other stuff and the local carpet store that has LVP. He says, no, 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 there's nothing there. There's no such thing as a 40 mil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, those, uh, no offense to those guys, but most of those guys that work in those stores was working at Lowe's last week, you know, giving compost, put loading compost on a truck. I mean, they've, they've never been, they're just working a job. They've never been, uh, to a plant or to a mill or do they, they don't, it's just a, it's, it's a weak part of our business is the sales side of the business at the retail level. I mean, you have to, you all have to start somewhere, but they're just uh, not trained to the, to the extent to know about the durability of the product. They only know what the rep tells them that they're friends with that comes into the store. Well, you know what, as you say that, Sean, you know, maybe during 21, I'm going to have to go to Mannington somewhere. You think you can get me into someplace? Definitely. I can get you into Mannington. I can, we can take you to Madison, Georgia, to the LVT plant. Love to. Now that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a good trip. I mean, you know, because I, you know, I've been saying this uh, ever since I moved from Missouri, moved down here four years ago this week, actually, folks. Uh, I started uh, the Academy four years ago here at Gym Supply four years ago this week. Uh, but, you know, I was always saying that this luxury vinyl product is what's going to take over the market. And, uh, it, it's um, definitely going that way. So, yeah, I would like to uh, take a road trip sometime next year and and learn more about it because if uh, if you don't know what the material is, how can you maintain it right? Correct. And um, our plant is in Madison, Georgia, one of the only two cities in the state of Georgia that wasn't burned in the, during the Civil War. So it's still got a lot of history there. There's some great camping spots to park your camper, Dave. Oh, well, hey, you know, speaking of that, hadn't told you, but uh, we're uh, we got the rig all polished up and everything. I finally got it. Uh, as you said, we we washed it, but we gave it a good wax job and all that good stuff. Right. Right. And uh, uh, we're going to actually spend Christmas. We're traveling down to um, down to one of the islands uh, uh, outside of. Um, uh, Fort Myers and uh, going to park down there for and and take a Christmas week down there on the island with it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get it rolling again. And uh, who knows what we'll do with it next year, huh? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think that'd be a cool trip to go up to Madison and spend a couple time, a couple days enjoying the Civil War um, history up there. And then you go and I'll set it up or you can uh, – tour the plant in Madison and I'll come up there with you. It'd be a good trip. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, Sean, uh, I'm looking forward to 21. I think that, um, more people are going to be taking education. We want to thank all of the people that have taken education this year. Um, I, I literally say thousands because it has been thousands of people in all of our different classes. Uh, the infection prevention class, of course, 
and the electrostatic course have been the two most popular. But um, I think that uh, we've even got a new class coming up. Uh, we're releasing for infection prevention folks. If you haven't seen it already, we have now three levels. We will have the infection uh, prevention technician, which is the first level, then the expert, which we've always had. And then we're under development on the master course. So stay tuned next year. We'll have those. Of course, the course that uh, Sean and I just talked about, which is the luxury vinyl course. It's only about three hours long. Um, so go to academyofcleaning.com. Check out the website and the classes. We keep it uh, all active there on the front page. Sean, if uh, people want to get hold of you, as they usually do. Uh, I can be reached at cell phone 352-630-9884. Or you can follow me on Instagram at NF, which stands for North Florida, underscore flooring, NF underscore flooring. Or you can email me at Sean, S-E-A-N dot DeVore, D-E, V as in Victor, O-R-E, at Mannington.com. And I will talk to you about anything concerning flooring. Look forward to it. So I got a couple of questions before we leave here, Sean. Yes. Did you get your bucket list completed this year? Did I get my bucket list completed? My bucket list is always ever growing and changing. So, no, it's not completed. Well, I mean, did you get um, anything done that was on it? Um, I mean, you didn't I, buy any new chickens, did you? No, I didn't get any new chickens. Um, <laughs> I uh, have thinned, I've thinned the herd, so to speak. So <sighs> my, but my cousin, my cousin came by, and she, she took, she found out that I was going to be harvesting about ten or twelve roosters. So she, she came by and took the roosters to her house so they wouldn't be harvested. So I, ah. I. I did reduce the herd some and uh, hard on um, my organizational skills for my job. I've, I'm uh, listening to a book right now called fanatical prospecting. Uh, that's this really good about organizing your day and being, and, and so I'm getting a little bit better about that. And I finished some uh, big projects around the house that I needed to have done. Um, at, Believe it or not, I'm, I'm 12 years from it, but I'm focused on retirement. That's what I'm looking at. So I'm trying to get things set up so that when I retire, I can go in my workshop and rebuild an engine or uh, work on a wood project. and get. I'm getting all those things paid for now while I'm working. So, yes, I guess I'm, I'm headed down that path. Cool, cool, cool. Well, Sean, it's been uh, uh, nice having you on the podcast this year. Uh, we won't talk again uh, this year on the podcast anyway. So I right. uh, look forward to uh, January and, and uh, kind of a review of how the holidays went. And we'll, uh, we will continue our conversations in 21 with Sean DeVore with Mannington Commercial. Thank you, Dave, for all your time this year. I appreciate it. I've truly enjoyed it, and I look forward to next year. Folks, as I said, go to www.academyofcleaning.com. Check all of the stuff out there. There's free stuff. There's courses. I think we're up to like 42 courses on our online campus. So you can get live education through remote learning. You can get the online campus self-service. Please uh, go to our podcast channel as you have uh, before, Podbean Live. 
Um, of course, like Sean said, we're, we're out there on all the social media because that's the way business works these days. Folks, we appreciate uh, what you've done for us this year and what we were able to do for you. If there's anything that we can do, please send us an email. My email is dthompson at Academy of Cleaning. We'll put those links into the podcast notes until, well, I guess next year. Make sure that whatever you do, you keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. We're out of here for today. Bye, Sean. Bye.